0: It's it it is healthy to be right down the middle, in my opinion, to be a whole.
1: That's off. the yin and the yang, right? Like you got to have the balance of both. You can't just be um, entirely one or the other, right? I would think.
0: I agree, and you know, and and there are there are certain old school techniques which is uh, which are very we will call masculine leadership. Mm. That's yank, 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 crank, crank, ba, ba, and then then it enters like abusive sort of. I've lost control of the dog. I'm just to- yeah impose my will on the dog which is obviously not nothing we advocate and then you have the other side of the spectrum which is like don't say no just ignore and you know try but your dog will stress on both ends if you're too heavy-handed your that's dog why we call out.
1: balance trainers
0: exactly because there's
1: a balance you yeah. gotta have both you can't it, it, not tell the dog what you don't want that's just as cruel as telling as so not telling it Not telling it what you don't want is just as cruel as only or mostly telling it what you don't want, right? You've got to strike the balance. So like too, too aversive or, you know, too forceful or like, I'm not ever going to say no, I'm not ever going to tell the dog what I don't want. I'm just going to make him play Marco Polo for the rest of his life and just guess. And he's only going
0: to find out when he's right. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name is Panos and I'm joined by my good man, co-host, Luke Badman. How good man, Badman. <laughs> um, I'm well, brother. I'm well. It's, um,
1: yeah, and getting close to the end of the year. Actually, I wanted to check because let's have a look here before I forget. Um, so, this is, this will be episode 198. So, we're getting pretty close to 200. On the unofficial schedule, yes. Uh, I'm I'm just like, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> at this I, point.
0: Otherwise, it just, you know, it's I nice know. to have the number. Once the number's there, 200, then I'll be happy and I'll, and I'll count from that number. But I know we're yeah. going to have 200 for sure. Yeah.
1: You know <laughs> what? I think I have a feeling because we're kind of going to dip it off, uh, like wind it back a bit in December. Probably this will be the last one we record for the year together. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling maybe 200 will end up being the first one released next year. We'll see. I, I guess it depends what happens with if That'll Panos cool. does these little, like the filler Q&As and stuff in between. Um, I've, got, but we'll I've, see. Got
0: a, I've got a couple in mind for them as well. So mm. I, may, I End may of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that always is very important. So, for everybody listening, have a word in mind for the new year to come. I like to have a word, a word that you live towards, that you're working towards, that you're aiming at, Rather than having resolutions, have something that you're maybe more of a solution—a New Year solution. probably a good way of putting it. But have a word for the year. That's what I like to do. If you're if you've been listening throughout the years, you know that each year I like to put a word out there. So maybe something to think about over the month of December, so that um, you can grow into whatever it is that you're looking for. And I guess in saying that, must um, name the topic today, which is you must be the leader, not just act like one. And there's um. There's something that's so true to that because I feel that if you're trying... Now, look, obviously, if you don't feel like a leader, then you have to be trying to be one. So, you should act like one first before, I guess, you actually become one. Mm-hmm. But to be a true leader, you're not acting like one. You just are a leader. You're just you're just a leader and everything... You're happens, a leader or you're not. I, I I think that's really true. Now, of course, there's different statuses of where you could be a leader. You could be a leader at work but not leader at home or mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so, it is very contextual, but obviously, we're talking about dog training. So, we'll, st- we'll stick with being for a leader. The we, for the we, most part. We venture, we stray sometimes, but yeah. Because how can you avoid the human element to the dog training part? Mm-hmm. There'll be no point. And anyway, we know dogs aren't listening and taking down. We're more human dog. trainers than dog trainers, I would think. People training for dogs is uh-huh. is definitely the gig. So, um, now it does come down, where I got this quote or where I started to think about it was the opening lines of the gentleman from um and it was Matthew McConaughey saying oh let me find it up now so quote from I'm gonna read is it that up his there. book did he did he write that no oh. there was a movie called The Gentleman.
1: Oh movie oh okay no because what was his book called something I don't know oh, he wrote a um, book
0: like a couple of years green, ago Green Lights. There you go I, I listened to it on audiobook. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah, he's I got really a cool enjoyed. voice. Yeah, he's cool. His perspective is awesome. And oh yeah, I did really appreciate the um that book there. So yeah, if you guys are keen. And mm-hmm. it, it's and it's a it's an autobiography of his life, but the lessons that he learned. And he talks about the green light. So the opportunities that came up. There's a green light, boom, green light moment. And I guess he calls back on those moments to see mm. how that how that unraveled his life. It's pretty cool. So um so anyway, so the opening credits of, of the gentleman, he says, if you wish to be the king of the jungle, it's not enough to act like the king, but you must be the king. And there is, and there can be no doubt because doubt causes chaos and one's own demise. So anyway, when, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that was so cool. I wrote it down. And obviously... We're not talking about the king of the jungle, obviously. You know, gangster movies talking about a, a you know business and 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 owning his own life. But yeah. how do I relate that back to dog training? Is that you know? And we're not going to call it the king of the jungle because we're not lions, but we'll talk about the leader. You know, you, it, it's not enough to just act like one, but you have to be one. And if you have any self doubt, that self doubt can ruin everything that you're trying to plan towards. Mm. So, so if you are a leader, you're not you're not doubting. You have Utmost confidence of what you're doing. So let's talk about giving commands. Commands aren't just words, commands are reflection and a manifestation of your intent. So when people are repeating their commands, sit, 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 sit. come on, sit, 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 it doesn't show leadership status repeating commands like that. What would give more authority would be ace, sit it's a command you're giving a command your commands it's have an
1: obedience command right to obey not to not to request it's not like sit yep. fluffy sit
0: no it's sit another thing that i've been thinking about you mentioning requests is that and something that it's been bugging me for a while but positive only trainers cannot advertise that they teach commands if they're positive only and refuse to give consequence for inaction in terms of making the dog doing do the mm. command in any way, shape, or form, if you don't follow that through and make the dog do it, then you're not actually giving a command because a command mm. is you must or you must not Yeah. compared to I'm asking the dog to do it's it. It's a request then, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's like, we teach requests to our dogs, and that's not a very good selling point, is it? So, it's actually false advertising people that don't follow through with their commands. And that doesn't mean – and obviously – also, yeah. doesn't the word obedience imply a certain level of
1: requirement? Uh, I don't want to say compulsion, but it's like you must, you must do it. That's why it's called to obey, right? As yeah. opposed to request. We don't. Are we teaching obedience or are we teaching requests?
0: <laughs> and then, of course, like me and you, love our words. We 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 can you know be full of semantics, but I think semantics, or sorry, I, I think words, language are so important. Because words are what are trying to give symbols of what you're thinking and what you're feeling and what you would like from the outside world. So, so if you're a leader, so for example, okay, Chile the last couple of days have been barging out through the gate. He's been out at um, Rachel's house. So Rachel was the one who um, who started Chile's life off for the first year. Yeah. Biological what's biological his biological dad's biology. name again? Smudge.
1: Smudge. That's it. Actually, yeah, I saw co- the photo. Very cool.
0: He's of them so hanging good. out
1: together, so cool, hey! Because
0: well, they probably actually, see
1: each other what, like once, twice a year,
0: something like that. Currently. Yeah, just enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, in saying that, Rachel, if you're listening, I'm drinking one of your hillbilly ciders, the crushed pear, because I'm um, sure she, works she makes it, that. Well, that she works at hillbilly cider, oh, so okay. when I go to drop him off, it's there, and they gave us a cup. That's so awesome. It's actually really, really tasty. Yeah, oh, love a refreshing cider. Has to be done. So, um, what was I saying? Okay, so while he was there. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying anything about me. Rachel, if you're listening, I'm not saying that you're not a leader, but it happened to be that the little dog, I forgot a little dog's name, um, little Cooley, she would barge out being cheeky and Chili would follow her suit. So, a few times. Oh, bad run, influence run, on Chili. Run out the door <laughs> in, in, into the front yard. And, and she told me, I'm like, hey, look, it doesn't bother me. And she's like, oh, she rectified it and fixed the situation. But him doing it a couple of times, I thought that it was a great idea for him to do it at home. So, just the other day, I had him in the driveway feeding him went to go let him out in the backyard for spades has finished his meal. And I opened the gate and his bar just threw and I'm like, Hey, back inside now. Now that I did not have to put my hands on him. I didn't have to raise my voice. I'm like, you get back into the driveway inside. And he's like, well, and you could tell like I caught him. I was, I was firm with my voice. He went back inside. Um, I told him to sit. I closed the, get the door, open the door again. Okay. Then he was allowed to go out. So if you are, so in that moment, like, that was the last time you barged at the gate. Now, first of all, I didn't have to correct him except for verbally correct him. He understands my language. He understands my expectations. Me just telling him to do the thing was enough for him to be like, yeah, you're right, no problem. But my point here is that because I'm a leader and I'm a true leader of my dogs and I know I am, there is no doubt whether I am the leader or not. I know I am. And as soon as he broke one of the rules, then I'm onto it straight away as if it's like, duh. You ran out the gate. You banged through the the thing. You barged past me, and you banged the gate. So you could have hurt yourself as well, because um, he hit like you know the little, um, what's the, like the little lock thing that he put at the bottom of the of the gate into the ground. Mm-hmm. So um, so he smashed into that. Could have cut his head, right? So if I was trying to act like a leader, I would then be telling him. Oh, what should I do? Hey, I told you not to. I have to chase a dog around the backyard, finally get him, put him back there. But because I am a leader, the moment he broke, my leadership came through to be like, that's actually breaking the rules back inside right now. So my point of today's podcast, if you're listening, you feel like you lack leadership skills, then start thinking like what a leader would be. Know exactly what your rules and systems are, and you adhere to them as if they're more important to you than they're important to your dog. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So, like, if you expect the dog, if you expect the dog to to do it, then you've got to be willing to
0: actually follow through and, like, like you said, lead the dog, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think being a leader shouldn't be mixed with being dominant. Being the leader is somebody who guides and who props up and who helps, along with who provides some sort of authoritative um, element to the relationship, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. has to be like you know and i guess the reason why i changed leader to king cuz like the king of the jungle seems a maybe a little bit more tyrannical possibly like i'm the king you bow to the king i'm always on top and i think that's there's a sense of leadership in that but but in this situation it's more about hey we're guiding you towards a a direction in life and when i open doors you don't barge past me or anybody for that matter
1: yeah that's not how we do it right
0: exactly so The the intent.
1: And you know how we do it and you know how we don't do
0: it. And now you're choosing to do what you know to be incorrect. That's true. And also, let's just think of like, you know, the movies where a a situation unfolds and whether it's like a natural disaster or some sort of attack or whatever. And the people that are all strangers on the bus, somebody steps up to becomes a leader. And that's usually like the main star of the movie right mm-hmm. it, it's not like he goes maybe i should step up and do it it's just automatic it's like hey guys um you stay over there help me up over there like if someone has taken the 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 the, the range straight away now we won't get into human politics because we know even in like I, I do enjoy watching a bit of survivor from time to time is that the person who um starts off being the leader in that situation actually is the first who's the biggest target who actually gets removed because he has too much power. So I know yeah, human poly- it's
1: usually poly- like the quieter one at the start who ends up coming out on top, right? <laughs>
0: it's uh, true, right? Like it's playing the social game and stuff. So I know humans can be a little bit different, but I'm talking in this case, um, in regards to our dogs, is that you put yourself in the position where you're guiding and leading, not trying to dominate and make your dog submissive. It wasn't like a staunch chili for breaking past the rules. Mm. It was just that, like, straight away. I'm like, no, back inside. Now, he didn't actually want to go back in. He wanted to go check Spade's bowl to see if he left any any <laughs> leftovers. That's why he was in a hurry. He, he, he has an agenda. and uh. But but I know that. Now, first of all, I didn't think he was going to barge out the gate because he never does it. But I also remember what Rachel told me. So, I'm like, oh, cool, two and two together, not a big deal. but Just took two seconds to fix, and it hasn't been since, but I will still open that door and keep an eye on him. Actually, in fact, maybe over the next couple of days, I'll tell him to sit before I open the door. Normally, I won't, but I'll go back a few steps and reinforce exactly what the rules are. So,
1: it just goes to show you that, like, um, obedience, even with a highly trained, uh, highly enriched, you know, dog like Chili, it's not linear. Like, the dog will go... the dog. Will go up and down in terms of either their understanding of or their, you know, their commitment to actually doing, performing yeah, the any given behavior. It's not linear; it goes up and down like
0: a roller coaster. And that's when I remember when um, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this, so you can tell me if I have. But the other day I was speaking with Angie, who helps me out, one of my clients, who helps me out a group class. Yeah, and and she was saying how with her dog Gunner, there was a few things that she'd probably been slack on, maybe like her loose aid walking. Been focusing on heaps of other cool training. They've been going really, really well right. um, with everything. But like maybe the lucid walking, she probably kind of just like, yeah, everything's probably all good, whatever. And she goes, oh, I've kind of noticed that he's kind of like, you know, doing random shit on the walk now and going back into a, a couple of, you know, random habits. And I said to her, isn't that the trip that one, like, first of all, once you achieve that level of control and, and structure and obedience, now it's about maintaining it, which is a constant grind. There is no finishing of training. We're constantly on the grind working on our training. If you feel like you've slackened off in certain areas, that skill will also slacken off as long as it's, it's part of your um, your routine or your schedule or your structure, the way that you see it. And and I think that just goes with everything, and I'm sure we've said this a bunch of times, like with any skill that you've developed, you have to constantly work at it to keep it at that standard. Yeah. and you're
1: either growing or dying right and that's i think that's in K- in regards to all of these things as well like the skill is either getting better or getting worse there there is no in nature there is no standing still like yep. you're either moving forwards or backwards right
0: yeah cuz standing still won't get it doesn't standing still standing is
1: moving still. backwards essentially yeah.
0: exactly yeah i agree with that 100% and i think also it's like if you've been in shape and strong Before and then you let yourself go. That's that's a bigger shame than if you've never had it.
1: Yeah, because you
0: remember. Well, you've got you've had it before. Like you know, I've known that you've been fit and strong. And I know if you took your shirt off, that you don't look like a sloppy piece of crap. I know that. Yeah. And if I did see it, um, your shirt off one day if we went to the beach and I saw the dad bot sneaking through and I know mm. that you've been slackening off. I'll be like, I'm more disappointed in you than you <laughs> never had it. I I'm not be. mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's something to, if your dog was at a level of training and that your dog then stopped having that level of training, that's fully on you, which is a shame as well because you know that you can have it. But I think, and I have a fear. I have a fear that, you know, a lot of people are into dogs currently. There's a lot of people getting dogs, more newer dog owners. About is it a fad? Do you reckon maybe in like the next ten years, we'll level out to like an appropriate number of people having dogs? At the moment, it's like seventy percent of households have dogs. Yeah, I'm right. happy. I'm happy about that. That was in the Shire, so that's probably not everywhere. Um, southern Shire. Yeah, that sounds about right. But when you think about it, we've always had dogs. Why would? Well, yeah, but why would the
1: why would the shire necessarily be overrepresented? Like, I, I would think that that's pretty
0: across the board in probably yeah. Sydney at least. It if was not just a, a major city. Heard from the council guy that works in the shire. So yeah, right. Well, he would ridiculous. know, right? Because they're registered. Something like two hundred thousand dogs or pets in the shire.
1: How many people live in the shire? No, it's it's got to be more than that. Okay, hold on. Oh, population. yeah, because you're talking about households, not people. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Population. Yeah, that's about right because I think it's like, I think it's about a million people in the Shire. So, let's say your average house probably has three people. So, that's 300,000, 333,000 houses and two, two 200,000 out of 300. Yeah, that's so about two-thirds.
0: That's about right. Yeah. It's close to 70%. Well, hold on a second. I've just pulled something up from forecast.id.com.au. Southern Shire Council population forecast for 2023 is 236,000. How many people Heads.
1: live in the Shire? No, people. No, there's way more people in the Shire than that. Think about it. Sydney has Sydney alone has 5 million. The Shire would have about 20% of that.
0: It's way more than 200,000. No, well, Think about we- how big it is land-wise. We haven't got our facts right today, people. So don't cancel us for five. I'm, st- I'm or- sticking
1: by it. I reckon Hopefully. there's a million people in the Shire. A third of that is the number of homes. We so call it. Just call it three hundred thousand for easy maths' sake. And two hundred thousand out of three hundred thousand is sixty six percent. It's
0: close to seventy percent. No, there is the Shire is not that big. Anyway, anyway, listen. <laughs> I've gone down a little bit. Is. I've I've gone down this little bit of a rabbit hole on my Google search right now, so I will put that away. But regardless, I say there's lots of dogs, and more people are owning dogs these days than ever before. I'm curious to know: is it just something that it's just going to stay the same? This is just how many dogs we have, and dog people have dogs, and it's just an awesome thing that we do forever, or is it like we all used to have dogs? Oh, wait, wait sorry,
1: I'm, I'm looking it up now. You were right. You were, I was. It is two hundred thousand. People. So this is on this is on the Sutherland Shire Council website. Two hundred thirty-one thousand people called Sutherland Shire home in twenty twenty-two. There you go. There you right. Go. So, so the two hundred thousand dogs is poly well. So I don't know what he's right. talking about there.
0: But, but maybe I don't think
1: every said, there's no way every person has a dog. Nobody said pets.
0: So maybe he said pets and oh, maybe pets. Pets okay. could be different. What does that mean? Like, a goldfish. <laughs> what do we count as a pet that's a good point so so anyway just think things to think about um i guess where'd i go? come with that thought that thought came from um more people getting dogs. then more people realizing oh this is what dog ownership is like you mean i actually have to do things like exercise and train and 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 walk the dog and um I don't know where the the thought came from, but anyway, that was one of my fears. I'm like, well, not a fear, but just a concern. It's like, oh, do we all have, like, are there so many dogs because it is like a fashionable thing to do or like a trend, a fad, compared to if there's a genuine deep-seated interest in Mm. having more dogs in our homes? Just a thought, I'm running by other people, something to think about. Um, another aspect of you know being a leader, not just acting like a leader, is like the ability to read the room. You know, being ten steps ahead of your dog. Like, no, not the room specifically, but read the situation. Are you, are you like the lighthouse for your dog? Are you the thing that your dog always comes back to, looks at you for guidance? Can, and then are you like projecting your light out to be able to see what's happening around you? Are you reading the situation? Like, for example, this um, this morning with clients. She knows the dog lunges and reacts to the dog. She knows it. But while the dog's staring my dog down, then getting, standing up. This and, is your client? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then like in the dog starts, like the German Shepherd starts, kind of like lurking a little bit forward. i like, first of all, the dog broke the sit command like 30 yeah. seconds ago. Also, can't you see your dog's winding up into that behavior? Now, for her, no, she didn't see it. And then also, she would only realize that, but the big lunge and bark. So, she, th- she's- is- She's not seeing anything before the bark. No, nah, she, and again, as it's, like I I didn't say anything for a little bit to see if she would clue into it. So, obviously, the, the one of the topics for the lesson were was you have to have awareness of around you, what's happening, where are the people, where are the dogs, everything mm. else. But more important, like, be aware of what's happening in your dog's body language. There's
1: no such thing as out of nowhere. So, like, you'll hear that, right? Out of nowhere, he did this. Out of nowhere, he did that. No, there's no out of nowhere. The dog's- if The only out of nowhere would be the first sign on his body, which might be like, I don't know, his tail stiffening or something. So, you could say, out of nowhere, his tail stiffened, but you definitely can't say, out of nowhere, he
0: lunged and barked and growled, because that's the last thing that he does. That as well as, well, if the tail went up, it's because he saw the thing that he- Correct. Finds but like, if you're yeah. talking about the behavior-
1: yeah, true. the first sign of that would not definitely not be the bark or the growl or the lunge.
0: That's like so far down the list. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Mm. So and to be the leader means that you've read the play, read the situation from yesterday or the last time it occurred, and be like, hmm, there's a dog close to us. What's my dog up to? So, but that's not obvious. So I'm not saying I can't believe these people don't think like I know that's not an like an obvious thing. For me, so obvious that actually, in fact, Something that um that really it was a bit like a little mini realization. I have um a, a gentleman called Josh um shadowing me over the last few Saturdays. Um interested in potentially getting into the dog training um, industry. He's quite knowledgeable, knows his stuff. He owns four dogs of his own. He trains them every day. I watch his stories. How he's many? He's got four. He's got two dash hounds, a husky, and a kelpie. Um so he's doing well. Like and, and yeah, he's like not sure, like, hey, I'm into dogs and dog training but i don't know if training people to train their dogs is my thing i would like to see so my shadow program you know no shameless plug um you know offers that come with me have support with me over the next like four months we can kind of back and forth different videos and basically a bit of education and feeling out the industry and of course you know learning what it what entails being a dog trainer one thing that he mentioned was after session two it was two out of four sessions on that day started 9 30 finished at like seven um He was like, man, I'm exhausted. That's a long day, man. It was a big day, yeah. Um, And he's like, I'm exhausted now at 12 o'clock and I'm just watching. Um, And so it does take a lot of energy to be walking and talking and problem solving and dealing with dogs and playing tug and having fun and, you know, being technical while, you know, being proficient, all that sort of stuff. So for me, I'm desensitized to it. Like walking and talking all day is just another day. Um, I'm used to doing that many sessions in a day because, you know, it's just, the thing that I've become, I guess, accustomed and desensitized to. Mm-hmm. But um, but another thing that he, that he mentioned was, you know, that how what he observed in me is watching how people perceive and act and for me to see that like small gestures to be able to find how can I build you up in that situation. So, for example, talking about the lady with the shepherd is that it's not natural and normal for her. To be scanning the environment because if she was scanning the environment, scanning her dog, learning the lesson from before, learning a couple of techniques, she probably wouldn't need my help so much. She'd be a dog trainer, <laughs> too. but there are some people that, that that can read the play. There's some people like this is my client the other day. It really does
1: make your head on a swivel though being a dog trainer like.
0: Obs- I almost feel paranoid sometimes. You know? <laughs> the art of observation. Yeah, you want to like observe without any like emotional attachment, which mm. can be hard depending on your experiences. But because I'm like,
1: like, oh, that dog, that handler, like he's not paying attention. The dog's right. all over the place. Like, you just, it, it just.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I think then, I, I think that that will be one step. I think the steps further from that is like, I can see what could happen, but I'm going to wait to see what happens. Because if I. If you premeditate what's going to happen, you create the problem. Mm. You know, so so from observe observation, oh wow, that guy's got that dog on a six foot lead, that dog's running everywhere, my dog freaks out. Oh my God, I start putting pressure on the leash and start tripping out on my dog, my dog starts reacting compared to being calm, read the play, and be like, hmm, that's a lot of leash. That's a out of control situation. I'm gonna turn around across the road. I'm going to make some space. I'm going to walk around this way and come back and then do the name game thing and set my dog up. So it's not obvious to have that mindset. So that's the biggest hurdle that I kind of see, especially when it comes to dealing with a behavior problem, some sort of reactivity, aggression, or avoidance, is that you need to have confidence within yourself so that you can guide your dog through a difficult situation, not always react um to it and we did talk an episode in episode 133 talking about believing in yourself you know and there was a couple of tips there about like you know a mindset of the leader and you know if you do doubt yourself what can you do and you know your dog's teaching you all these lessons so definitely listen to that if you're into this episode and another one i did episode 28 talking about leadership styles and um you can definitely listen to that but i want to mention that there are two different types of leader one leader is a masculine form is like do this do this now do it do it do it or else (laughs) or else yeah basically um and very authoritative very direct and then the uh, and the other one is a very feminine um expression which is about finding the um the motivate like i'm motivating i'm engaging you hey luke come on like you can do this man if you if you did that step then you can do the other step and, hey, i got your back. Let's do this together. Like there's a, there's a compassionate role to it. And, and you have to be both. Sometimes it's like don't break that sit, hold that sit and look at me. And the other time it's like, hey, it's all good. Come on, let's go this way. Woo, you got this. And some people lean more one way or the other. But to be a good leader, I really believe you have to be, like in a good parent even, you have to be right down the middle so and you can lean more one way or the other. So generally, how dare I say? Generally, if you're going to be a male, you're going to lean more towards a masculine and female more towards a feminine. But that's never always the case because some people can be a, l- a lot more feminine leader even while being a, a you know being the dad of the house where like the mum is the most disciplined one and the one that mm, you wears know, the pants. So it's not always a hundred percent one way or the other. But generally, for me, I lean more towards masculine mindset. For me, I'm like. If we work together and I said, hey, look, man, fucking pull your head in, D- do that better. And you'd be like, yes, yeah, sh- true, true, Not my bad. Compared to, hey, like, do you reckon you can like, sorry, my voice wouldn't change. <laughs> but, um, it's like, hey, do you reckon like we can try a little bit harder? Because if you did, like, we, we get we get better, you know, uh, we can leave here earlier and we can do a better job. Yeah. But if you're a parent, you have to be both of those. It's like, hey, don't do that. And then it's like.
1: Stop that right now.
0: Yeah. And the other ones like, I'm scared to swim. It's all right. You got this. Hey, look, I'm right next to you. Just give it three paddles. You got this. Oh my God. You're so awesome. So you have to be able to be both without overcompensating. And that's true to your dog training. And one thing that you could probably learn from the lessons of being a dog trainer for your dog, training your dog to do things is that you need to step up and either become the, the rock or be the the, um, the light, you know, like, are you, are you trying to motivate and encourage or are you setting someone in line? Um, it's, it, it is healthy to be right down the middle, in my opinion, to be a whole.
1: That's leader. the yin and the yang, right? Like you've got to have the balance of both. You can't just be, um, entirely one or the other,
0: right? I would think. I agree. And, you know, and, and there are, there are certain old school techniques, which is, uh, which are very, we'll call masculine. Leadership, mm. that's yank, 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 crank, crank, ba, ba. And then, then it enters like abusive, sort of, I've lost control of the dog. I'm just going to yeah. impose my will on the dog, which is obviously not, nothing we advocate. And then you have the other side of the spectrum, which is like, don't say no, just ignore and, you know, try. But your dog will stress on both ends. If you're too heavy handed, that's dog why we're called out.
1: balance trainers.
0: Exactly. Because there's
1: a balance. you yeah. got to have both. You can't it, it, not tell the dog what you don't want that's just as cruel as telling as so not telling it not telling it what you don't want is just as cruel as only or mostly telling it what you don't want right you've got to strike the balance so like too too aversive or you know too forceful or Like I'm not ever gonna say no. I'm not ever gonna tell the dog what I don't want. I'm just gonna make him play Marco Polo for the rest of his life, and just guess. And he's only gonna find out when he's right. I'm never ever gonna show him when he's wrong. Like that doesn't sound. That does not sound enjoyable to me at all.
0: Well, it's it's not even just enjoyable. Like not enjoyable, which totally it's that or fair. It's not fair. It's totally not fair. Dog has no idea what you're asking it to do or even expected to do. So, and it's not like now the dog doesn't see you as a leader, it has to be a leader for itself. It's like your dog's just a wanderer and like wandering through the situation, just trying to fend for itself. And once you establish some clear lines in the sand and be, and, and guide your dog in the right direction, like for example, yes, I know you want to get up and bark at that dog, but right now we're going to work on that sit stay. Now, if we're getting a little bit too close, I'll make space for you. I'll create space one way or another, but there's also a line in the sand. That dog is so far away right now. You're going to hold that sit and look at me like, If I can make you do that in a way that's understanding to the dog and your dog's not freaking out and overly anxious but needs a bit of guidance, your dog's like, huh, that's true actually. Um, I feel a little bit better now because I don't have to try to control the whole entire world around me. Mm -hmm. If I can provide some guidance, you're actually less stressed because I control the environment as much as I can. You just need to pay attention to me. Then that way there we've taken 10 monkeys off your dog's back for him to be like, huh okay, I feel a little bit better. Just like if someone's being way too tough on their dog, then you have to be like, hey, how about you give your dog a bit of an outlet and, you know, show some affection, maybe pat your dog a little bit, <laughs> give him some love. Um, that, that'll go a long way. I know you're frustrated and stressed and scared, but you'll go to maybe too intense, you know? And most of the time when you see people being heavy Give the dog a chance, right? Well, like, I think people are heavy-handed because they're insecure not because they're confident. If you're confident, why would you be heavy-handed?
1: There's no need to be, right?
0: It makes It doesn't make sense unless it's the only thing you know, but you're so- It doesn't focused. exude confidence to do that. It exudes no. the, it, it. it shows the opposite, really. Well, like what- when you see the- we'll talk about the king of the jungle. When you see a, a, a the leader of, you know, the pride of a certain group of lions, yeah. you automatically know, like, that thing has presence. It walks in as if it's, like, in control. He's not- freaking out and you know lunging at everybody i think sometimes they have to assert some of their dominance in certain situations because there's a bit of a power struggle constantly um the good thing about dogs and people is that dogs know we're human Um, (laughs) where a lot of people they say they keep drawing lines like well a dog doesn't follow another dog and a dog doesn't go up to like if if there's a dominant dog the dominant dog doesn't walk up to submissive dogs it's the other way around or whatever it is or the mother used to bite the puppy so you have to do it like listen (laughs) <laughs> like my, my like dogs do things to dogs that I agree with and that comes down to social and you should uh,
1: you should you should never let the dog eat before you ne- don't let the dog on the couch um no affection like just
0: trouble like what dogs don't talk to other dogs so we don't talk to dogs and listen dogs know what humans are they even know that we're different to dogs so if you treat your dog, like a human your dog will treat you like a dog so it's important that you just treat your dog like a dog and then your dog will treat you like a human and we have a good happy balance so no fur babies no like but he's my baby and now he's That's and such he's a my good partner, analogy or... I'd
1: never heard that before If you oh, treat yeah, your
0: true. dog like a human your dog, would treat dog you will like treat dog. you like a dog yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah mm. yeah it does very and, nice and, yeah thank you sir um I'm not sure where I got that from I heard it somewhere so um i rarely make anything up for myself just for everybody like um i mean nothing's original nothing's right? original may i put my own spin to it the but-
1: first person to put a leash on a dog maybe
0: other than that <laughs> there's <laughs> Look, nothing I th- original i think i think there are like certain cool concepts that can come up but you know we all first of all if i if i knew where it was from i would I'd do what brent dry said and and give credit where credit is yep. due um i also a really think the more you the more you charge for your certification the more you get to claim that everything
1: you do is like the the be all and end all you i know made this up i have the doggy. yeah body. if you yeah. if your qualification is in the in the dog world is in the tens of thousands of dollars then you, you you might be more
0: inclined to tell everyone that what you do is totally original totally yeah for sure but that kind of comes with that that territory right um no, look. I think you know we've been pretty, pretty generous. That we've been giving away the secret to everything that we do. Um, we'll sell the implement implementation of it. Like call us, so I can show you how to do it. Um, and I was just speaking to a uh, to um a potential client just um earlier and saying that she was so confused about all the different things Google and YouTube were feeding her about dog training, etc. And I said to her, "Listen, you're just gonna." yourself in more paralysis by trying to get so many different bits of advice and try to apply it. Um better to just utilize our podcast, utilize the YouTube channel, um, hire me as your dog trainer. And then from there you have and heaps of my clients have been using our podcast as their own resource, as their homework in between sessions, so that it just complements everything that we're doing. There's no confusion. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah. What we hear here compared to what we would do in real life. So um that can be kind of confusing for some like you know a professional dog trainer looking at all the different stuff and going hmm i like that and i will discard that and that one i'm not sure about i'll come back to that one a little bit later we can do that but as um but as an everyday person that will affect your leadership actually in fact if you're a leader in some ways you're not even researching how to do it better if you if you feel and know that you're a leader you would research so that you can make things better, but 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 you're not doubting yourself. And if you're not doubting, you know what I mean. Like there's yeah, you there's, don't question it, right? But you're not question. But then the downfall to that is that. But I'm such a good leader, I don't need to research the research. It's like, but you should still stay on top of what you're doing. Yeah, but, but, but every everyone can learn
1: something from everyone else. I feel so. so I if you yeah, if you yeah, you should be open to to that idea,
0: right? That's true. Actually, in fact, I heard um. Like there was a shorts a short on YouTube from um Pat Mac, um Pat McNamara. Well, I can never McNamara, say is That's it. is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's awesome.
1: McNamara, yeah. Oh,
0: I can't say it. too too Um And um <laughs> and he said something like. The name's too white. Yeah, it's too white, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he said um he's a libertarian because the definition of a libertarian is somebody who's open to differences and different ways of doing things they're about some obviously not.
1: yeah and they're they're kind of like live and let live that's kind of like their thing right it's like they don't want the for example like not they don't want the government getting in their business and they don't want the they don't want to get in anyone else's business either they just want to be left that's alone right. and to leave everyone else alone and everyone and, just do their own thing and then he was saying without
0: see, harming each other basically exactly. yeah and then he says but my, but if I went and spoke to his parent in laws, so if I speak to my parent in laws, they would um, like they're not libertarians, they're leftists, but they're not libertarians. And what, what his joke was is that he's open, and he is like he's in. He's like an ex military guy. He's regimented. He's working out. Right. A basic dude stuff like so. He's a very like he's, a, he's he teaches shooting and and right. so he's a very like you know you'd call him a conservative, but uh-huh. he's. But he does bird watching and he's always researching you things. He's a sensitive new age um conservative. So like he's he's but by, by definition, he's a libertarian, but he's but he's not left. And the reason why he was making that joke is because his um parent-in-laws possibly could be left on most political things, but maybe not open to new ideas or change because they're revolting against the thing that is current, but maybe not open enough to you know, because a lot of people can be very argumentative and not just on the, mm-hmm. left, but on the right as well. So, so, and I thought that was interesting. You should be open enough to have your mind change when the grounds are permissible. Like, for example, when I saw a client the other day, he was a father of the house. His way was working for his standards. I showed him a few different things and he's like, well, I love that. I'm going to try that out. He tried it out. Things are working out. He's strong. He's powerful. He's a leader, but he's still open to having and open you, to learning other ways. He's not just stuck in like a right way of thinking. Like this is the traditional way of doing it. We don't ever change. It's always a Vasquez collar. It's never anything else. It's like, right. you know what I mean. So my whole point, and I had to kind of give a bit of background of what I was trying to say there, is that because I never try to get political on the podcast, I don't care where what your what your ideas are, mm. but but and your dog doesn't care either. That's the most important thing. But but more importantly, your dog cares about how you act. You can't say one thing but then act a different way. Um, because your dog knows and sees through that bullshit very 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 quickly. Um that's children one too. Thing
1: they're, that's one thing they're really good at. Dogs is like you, you you can't the only way to convince a dog is to show it because you can't explain things to a dog. So it yeah. has, it ha, but it has
0: to have been true yes. for it to be true. Right? That, exactly. And that's one one element so all of what we're trying to talk about here is that that's one element to how I teach people and train their dogs is by getting them to become a leader for themselves a leader for their family a leader for their dog be that thing and it doesn't mean being rude it doesn't mean stepping on too many toes it just means knowing what you want and there's many different ways of getting what you want as well um but make sure that you you are the thing you want to be and not just mimicking like don't just act like what I do, like, mm. all, we should do the things that I do um, to get the results. If I get the results with your dog, then maybe do the things that I'm doing. But but it does come down to a, a belief, to a mindset. Now, how to achieve that? That's probably for you and your psychologist's conversation, possibly, or whoever the person is that you're motivated by and your hero is or whoever your mentor is. Um, you've got to find that thing that is your why, the thing that stands out across anything, because I told children to barge out gates for like a billion reasons. And I can name five off the top is that he runs out the gate and gets run over by a car, runs out into the street and gets into a fight with a random dog because another dog may not like other dogs. Um, he may run outside and, you know, and and scare our visitors that are coming over because some of their children may not particularly like or even know anything about dogs. Mm. Um, he trips somebody over. Like there's a billion reasons why I say you don't barge out the gate. Now, as mm. a leader, this is not what we do here. Now, he may not do that for my mother-in-law. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she follows some rules too, but I don't teach her what to do. She just does her thing. Um, because I'm not gonna tell everyone what to do unless they yeah. ask me. That's that's my yeah. philosophy. Yeah, me and my mother-in-law get along very well. You're so
1: smarter it, than
0: telling your mother in law what to do. <laughs> uh, no, me and me and, me and Anka are awesome, and, and we get along um well and I deeply love and respect her. But she just does her thing. Now, if the dog happens to run out, she would tell him to go inside too. But yeah. but like And he listens cause he's cause he knows who's talking to him or well, like, Possibly. I guess it depends <laughs> on... Oh, he doesn't on, know. Yeah, like, he will listen. But, like, look, in fairness, he's, like, the dog's with me all day, every day, basically. So there's not much time where he just hangs he's just He's your dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, even when I... And I'm pretty sure I said this to to all the listeners, is that when I told Tanya, oh, why don't you, like, walk Chile? I haven't... like, And this is a while ago, so she has since then. But it's like, yeah, I haven't even taken Chile out for a walk. We've had him for so long. And she's like, when... Am I supposed to walk the dog when he's with you, Tuesday to Saturday all day, and when we are together, then you're walking him anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, you've got the leash. I'm, I'm, I've been well, guilty like, of the most same. Most of the time, sure. most of the time, he's, he's not even home for her to walk. Like she'll True. walk the other dogs, but she's like, she's not there. So then she's like, why doesn't he listen? Like he listens to you. I'm like, well, you got to do the things. Now, does she care about doing the things? Maybe not as much as I care. But then you can't complain that he doesn't listen the same.
1: Yeah, if you don't. So to So, it's not- You can't- So, they say, like, um, you can't love the result. You've got to love the the process more than the result, right? So, like, if you want- If you want the result and you want to be able to enjoy that, as in the dog listening to you, then you've got to at least be equal in how much you love the
0: process of getting to that point. Otherwise, you're, you're not being fair on yourself or the dog. And doing it. So, like, for example, Tanya won't get the same results in Chile than I do, only because she just merely doesn't practice the same amount or even any of the amount. But also she also doesn't have the expectation that she's going to take Chile to the park, let him off the leash, and he's just going to listen because I've trained him. Like she has to know the words. She has to know like the situation, what like if I saw a rabbit in the middle of the field, I'd be like, get that dog to you right now because he'll chase it. We're mm. like maybe and again I'm outing tanya here tanya's awesome with the dogs but she's just not a dog trainer and again what's the expectation do i need her to do it if she needed to have a basic set like she knows the most important commands to come and to lay down that's like all she really needs to know um but but she also doesn't complain that he doesn't do any of the tricks well why would he do any of the tricks for you you have to like teach it to him so so anybody that's listening my whole point about bringing tanya up is that at home you don't just expect one of the person's people to do the training and then expect the dog to do it for you. You also need to be part of that. So I guess the last thing we'll, we'll leave it on today is that there's not just one leader of the house. Mm. If there's four adults, then there's four leaders. Um, and now is there a hierarchy of who that leader is depending on which situation? I think so. But, um, but everyone should be a leader or a master in one way or another. If, if not, then, then, um, then don't have that expectation that the dog will listen to you or even respect you. Give the dog a reason
1: to listen to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so like someone just um posted on a comment on one of my Instagram stories, like doing a like great call with a puppy. And she said, Oh, can you get the success with a beagle? My dog just has selective hearing when I call him to come. Now I can already, I'm going to make an assumption of this situation is that she just calls the dog to come and he does it at home, but he doesn't do it in the park. He's, probably what she's asking and that why wouldn't he do it out in the park when he does it at home well at home there's nothing competing for his attention you call him to come you're likely to give him food all the time in the park there's a billion different things happening and everything yeah. is more exciting than her and if she wasn't calling him to come she probably doesn't even feed correctly like in terms of feed the dog reliably enough for the dog to know that food will come and on top of that because she said that the dog definitely knows a recall that dog hasn't been corrected for not coming to her so the long lead has to be on you call the dog to come in a situation where you've set him up for success he chooses chooses to not come then you drag the lead hand over hand back over to you to say hey buddy when i call you to come like i actually mean it so if your yeah, dog come means come if the dog doesn't understand it you go back to your house back to your driveway back to the front of your house and practice there before you expect it so there's many different things happening for you to know that process we can fix that and once i teach her about leadership skills she will also again i'm just assuming how the session will go she will be like. So, when I call him to come, I have to make him come. It's like, yeah. It's like, how do I make him come back to me? I'll just like make him do it. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, shit. And people are <laughs> like, I, f- I feel so stupid. That seems so common sense. I'm like, but it is common sense, but it's not common practice. Like, it's not common knowledge. You're not common sense about it isn't enough. common, right? So, if you're, but for me, like, obviously it's obvious. Like, would-
1: but like, for example, what do you know that client, for example, like, do you know
0: what she does for, for work? Oh, no, there's just like a random lady. She just commented on the Instagram. Oh, okay, okay. Video.
1: So, what I'm saying is like everyone's an expert in something, right? So, if you exactly. went to her job and, and she was like, yeah, this is why I do this because that's just how it is. And you'd be like, what?
0: Whoa. Right? What does that mean? Right? But whatever you do all day, every day is, is I normal. use a, I use exactly that um example when I was at a session on the weekend and- he was like, oh, like they said, oh, the dog keeps jumping on the couch. So, we walked in the house and the dog was on the lead. The dog jumped on the couch and I said off and I pulled him off with the lead. Like nothing hard or extreme, but enough pressure to get the dog off. Right. He jumped up again. Uh, uh, off. I said off. And then like the second time, the uh, third time he d- tried, I corrected him. Then he looked at the couch, looked at me and lay down on the ground. "Oh, hey, good boy. And I patted him and gave him some food. Mm. And then he's like, bro, that was the simplest process I've ever seen. He's like, I feel so stupid. I'm like, listen, it's, uh, it's only obvious because I make it. Like, that's a compliment. We make it supposed to be obvious and easy because some things are kind of obvious and easy. But don't judge yourself. I go, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm like a lighting design person.
1: There you go. So, and I'm like, you and I would, wouldn't know the first thing about that. I can barely even get my <laughs>
0: ring light to work for the podcast, <laughs> let well, alone I said- whatever cool stuff he does with lights. Well, yeah, I said to him, you come into my house and see where my lamp is, you probably think it's the most horrible place because I'm making the, house, the the room smaller. If I put yeah. it on the other side next to the thing there and it makes it bigger and I'll have a better amb- ambience and fucking better feng shui or some shit and, you know, and that would be obvious, like just a bit of lighting, but it's not obvious unless you think about it. And then yeah. he's like, hey, man, I appreciate that. Because he was like beating himself up a bit like, hey, man, how can I be so stupid? It's like, no, nah, man, um, just take it on for what it is. Now you've learned some new things and just do it. Yeah. Don't- don't feel stupid about it because otherwise, there'd be no such thing. As yeah, a don't beat yourself up. Oh. Totally. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, everyone's smart at something. Um, we just need to. Hopefully, if you listen to this, you become a bit more smarter in dog training.
1: Mm. <laughs> what might be good to be smart at is being the leader for your dog. That might be He's something to be smart at.
0: Yes, I agree. Well, that's all I have to say about that for today. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and show us some love send us something on instagram um someone put um a couple of you put stories up yeah that was cool
1: the spotify wrapped i liked that that. that appreciate that
0: we also missed a couple so we're sorry if we miss it because we do like seeing it um but sometimes it comes up and we just don't happen to get on there every 24 hours but most of the time we do and yeah that was really cool people um, were on their top five list of podcasts listening so awesome that is good Show us some love. Good to know someone's <laughs> listening. Although otherwise, a conversation between me and Luke is always very fun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And I love it. We we appreciate you guys listening in. Um, this yeah, this might be the last one that we do for the year. So if we don't get a chance to say it before then, uh, Merry Christmas! All that good stuff. Enjoy. Eat eat well. No, don't ham drink too much. Dogs. Don't no eat too much. Don't eat yeah. No, no. ham. No Why ham. is that, Panos? Remind them.
0: Because ham has a high salt content, and if your dog ingests too much of it, and I think as far as we can say, any ham's too much, if they ingest too much of it, their pancreas goes in overdrive and they get pancreatitis and it could be fatal to the dog. Very um, bad. I had a client just call the other day. He's like, oh, my dog's like really like you know liquid coming out of both ends and since this morning and had so much ham. Like I gave it ham. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, vet, shit. Vet, like now, I don't know. Like it could be fatal. Now, hopefully the dog's you know dealt with it properly but pretty scary stuff so um no i'm gonna definitely get so- at least at least one or two out for the, for this month but i'm gonna try and get something out um weekly for you guys anyway i'll do my best but it is a busy time of the year and families coming um from from overseas and interstate to come oh, visit us. Cool. So
1: overseas
0: overseas family that's so cool yeah so we're doing our thing um so we're super busy with, with training. So if there's any questions or any, um, anything that you'd like to know um, over the next couple of weeks, then I'll be answering that. So until then, much love and be well. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips, and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at NP underscore dog underscore training. My website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke.
1: If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, K-9-C-A-N-I-N-E. Dot com dot au. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at k 9 training Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.